Hi, everybody. I hope you're well. I hope you're having a courageous, inspiring week. And I am so thrilled to bring to you and introduce to you Julie Neal with Mother's Quest. This woman, as you will hear me speak about, is just so inspiring. And I'm so honored for her to be on this podcast and for you to have the opportunity to hear from Julie. Julie is a life and leadership coach on a mission to provide inspiration, community for mothers on a mission to create their epic life. And really, she'll discuss what epic stands for and how we can use it and just provides us examples from her own life and how she courageously reclaimed her own experience of motherhood to create this powerful and meaningful movement for moms. I'm also excited because Julie will discuss her upcoming One Minute Mom Manifesto Challenge and how we can join, or all of us listening to this podcast, how we can join her community to participate in seven days of courageous and inspiring conversations with actionable tools to envision our own motherhood manifesto. I'm thrilled to be dropping in on one of those days to provide training and support to all of the moms in there. She will, um, I'll link to the show notes on how to join her Facebook community. Um, And I really know that it will be such a powerful experience. It will start, that challenge will start the day of Mother's Day. So make sure that you are a member of her Facebook group before um, that so that you can um, participate in that as well. And just for some background on Julie, in addition to founding a Mother's Quest, she hosts the Mother's Quest podcast, which just had its 72nd episode and was featured and chosen as one of the best podcasts. Um, And I'm so proud of her and so in awe of her. Her commitment to host empowering conversations is crystal clear. So I know that you will learn so much from Julie's wise and kind words of support. I am so thrilled and I'm just going to stop talking so we can dive in. Hope you have a courageous week and I know um, you will enjoy this and we'll be back next week for more. Thanks so much. Oh, here we go. Julie Neal, thank you so much for being with me. I'm so excited. I'm trying not to shriek because I get very excited to talk to you. You are one of the most enthusiastic people I know. I love that about you. (laughs) Julie, you, I just have, you are one of the most generous, kind, compassionate people I have met and had the privilege of knowing. And I'm just so excited to have the opportunity to speak with you today. Thank you. I have such good, this is just a little bit of a gush session. Uh, well, I'm, I'm okay to disclose that uh, you've been working with me as a coach on my executive functioning skills, which are not my strengths. And I am just so grateful for you. You've really oh. been an anchor for me in my life and especially in these weeks that we've been oh, sheltering in place. Cool. Oh, thank you, Julie. I, it's, it's truly a privilege. And I learned so much every day, you know, like every chance we have an opportunity to speak. I'm just blown away by you. So I'm so excited for the Lives of Courage audience to be able to meet you and come like know you and then also be able to connect with Mother's Quest. Yes. So I'm Yay, super excited. We, we have some fun things to discuss. We do. But 
Julie, I always start out by asking one question. What does courage mean to you? Hmm. It's a good question. I feel more prepared for it because um, fellow podcaster um, and amazing mother Sage Hobbs asked me oh. that question for her podcast. I love Naked it. Naked Conversations, um, which maybe we can link to. I, we will. Yes. And um, what I came to then is that courage is um, not the absence of fear, but it is standing in your fear um, and continuing to move forward anyways. Absolutely. Yes, because so much of our experience in life requires us to, to, to be afraid and, and still do something. And I think that that is just such a beautiful opportunity to reflect and see what is available to us. Yes. So, and there's one more thing that came up yeah. for me on that courage reflection, yes. which is that it reminded me of this experience I had when I was a young girl and my dog had been attacked by a neighborhood dog that lived just below us. And I used to have to walk up this driveway and the dog would literally be like barking like it wanted to just tear me to shreds as I walked up the driveway home from school every day. And one day that dog got out and my dog got out and it got attacked. Um, and I remember standing at the top of my driveway and this dog running back up the hill. And in that moment, I was just like filled with so much oh. rage really about, you know, my dog that I loved being injured. And I was this little tiny petite girl standing mm -hmm. at the top of a hill, but I remember standing like with so much power and any other day, if the dog had been out, I probably would have been like running away from it. But I was really standing there and I remembered saying like, I hate you, go away, whatever. And the, the dog ended up running down the hill, like with its tail between its legs. But what I remember about that is the ability to really, um, really stand in front of something that ordinarily might be very, um, make you feel incredibly afraid but if there's like something that matters, some purpose, and for yeah. me really also kind of rooted in love, if you're standing up for something that you love, you're able to be in a much more powerful position than you imagined possible. Julie, well, I guess we could end there, right? Like, I feel like <laughs> that is so good. I'm already tearing. I, I thought about like, how many times do you think I will tear up? With, with these, that's beautiful. It's so true. So Julie, can you tell us a bit about your life and Mother's Quest? I mean, yeah, we'll go there. We'll get into the Epic Life Roadmap later, but tell yes. us a little bit about what life looks like for you. So I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I've been married for over 20 years to my husband, Chris. We met in college when I was still a teenager, which continually oh. blows my mind. Um, I have two boys. They're both differently wired in different ways. Um, one is 16 and the other is seven. The large age gap is the result of over five years of struggling to be able to get mm -hmm. pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was a complete decade of my life that was very focused on motherhood, first yeah. on helping my oldest, who was um, having significant developmental delays to try to reach his potential and get the supports that he needed. And then for the longest time, so many years focused on trying to get pregnant with mm -hmm. a second child. Yeah. 
And before I knew it, I felt like I kind of woke up and um, realized that I had really lost myself myself mm-hmm. in many ways to motherhood. Um, so uh, about four years ago, I had a spiritual moment where I put my stake in the ground and really reclaimed myself um, and committed to living what I now call my epic life mm-hmm. and created a community and a podcast and coaching programs all centered around trying trying to support other mothers to claim or reclaim themselves. Absolutely. So my days are filled now with a lot of showing up for my family uh, and then serving the Mother's Quest community and on a great day interviewing some inspiring mother and occasionally a father about how they're living their epic life. And um, a lot of those conversations over the last few years have become more and more rooted in some kind of social activism. So I say I'm also exercising a social activist muscle, which is newer in some ways for me. It's just so beautiful and inspiring to us all. And I think the Mother's Quest community on Facebook and your podcast really inspires action and also provides us all, all the mothers out there with tools that we can use that you, that you offer to us on how to live these epic lives. Can you speak to the epic life roadmap that you've created and what that looks like and, and just walk us through that a little bit? Absolutely. So I had been reading things, you know how lot, you don't even know how many things you, you, you hear or you oh, read that yes. somehow just kind of like filter their way through your consciousness. I always say they're planting seeds. Um, So I had seeds for this idea of an epic life that were planted um, through, I had watched Elizabeth Gilbert on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday in an interview where she was talking about Joseph Campbell and the hero Mm -hmm. or heroine's journey. Um, I started listening to a podcast called The Good Life Project (gasps) Podcast, which is such an amazing one. And Jonathan Fields, um, he, you know, he always talks about being on a quest and for Mm -hmm. him, it's for a good life. And that just that word quest just resonated deeply for me. Um, I always felt like I was searching as a mother. How, yeah. how could I be present for my kids and also handle the challenges, the unexpected challenges that came that I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. think I was going to have as a mother and still remember to pay attention to myself. So the first connotation of Epic is this idea of being the hero of our own journey, being the author of our story, being able to fill our life with the things that matter most, including being a a present parent, but also all these other things. So that someday I always have this picture in my mind when when we're with our grandchildren sitting on a porch. I don't know. I always think of a porch, but I don't really have a particular porch right now that that we would be sitting on, but um, you know, being able to tell them the stories of my life and the things that I did and the times when I, didn't let fear stop me um, from living into the fullest yeah. potential of who I am and what I, the kind of impact that I can have. So that's the first thing. But then I didn't feel like just that alone really captured the full spectrum of what mm-hmm. I was seeking. So one night, because you, well, you know this about me, that I'm a night owl and I stay up way too late, but a lot of my best thoughts come at those hours. Of course they do, um, too. 
<laughs> I, I had been trying to figure out how to communicate what is this Mother's Quest yeah. thing all about. And I, I finally had this light bulb moment where I was like, it really is epic. And I sort of teased epic and claimed that. But I wanted to see if it could mean more. So I sat down. I remember I was at my kitchen table with a napkin and a pen. And I just wrote down the letters E-P-I-C. And then in less than a minute, um, it really just came out all these things that I'm always on a quest for. E, engaged mindfully with my children. P, passionate and purposeful impact beyond my family. I invested in myself. And that's about the, you know, not only self-care, but also your own growth and learning and mm -hmm. creating opportunities for things that bring you joy. And then C stands for connected to a strong support network so that we realize that we can be in community and not isolated while we're on this journey. So now those have been, I call them the epic guideposts and um, both the idea of, you know, what are we on a quest for? for mm -hmm. in our epic life, but also the specific guideposts are the things that I get to ask all of my incredible podcast guests about. Uh, they're really the cornerstone of the different coaching programs that I Absolutely. do. And, um, and they, I think about them every day. So when I, I do a morning practice, and mm -hmm. even if I only have one minute to do a quick scan on the Epic Guidepost, like zero to 10, how am I feeling about my connection with my kids right now, my impact, right. how I'm yep. investing in myself and how connected I am, it really helps me stay focused on the things that matter. Oh, I love that. And it really, it orients your, your life, your days, your hours at this point. Um, we are recording this at the height. We're still sheltering in place, most of us. Um, and, and it really brings you into awareness and just acceptance of who you are and what you have to give and also what, you're, what you can be. I just appreciate that about mm. your gifts and your ability to communicate this, uh, this epic life framework for us, mm. all of us. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Well, I know you love a good framework. <laughs> we just it helps us just really think right. I can let now I hear your voice in my head like it helps my brain <laughs> gives my brain something to focus on what will my brain yeah what what can I believe about this okay so Julie I want to hear about your moment or moments in your life that really have shaped the way you think and like that spark moment when your eyes are wide open and mm you really recognize that you are made for this and you are made for more. Can you speak to that? I'd love to tell you the story of the day that I said yes to living what I now call my epic life. Um, and actually, I, as we love frameworks and acronyms, I recently came up with a new one. I was actually I was working with a speaker coach named Lex Vernon on this um, speaker spotlight program that she has, thinking about maybe at some point developing a signature talk. I think that's on the back great. burner at the moment. Um, <laughs> but in the process of, uh, of being, going through that class with her, she had us thinking about core stories in our life or mm -hmm. stories and moments that were really transformational. And what I noticed about the ones that I wrote down is they all had this common process that I moved through. And um, I decided, similar to the day that the epic just came out, mm -hmm. um, first of all, the word choose 
was with me. What I noticed was that there was a choosing of an empowering perspective mm-hmm. and a choosing of myself, like really kind of coming back to who I wanted to be in this world and the sense of who I am that happened in those examples. Um, and when I looked at the letters of choose and mapped it to my process, it also just flowed out pretty seamlessly. Um, and so I'll tell you the story of my, my spark story, and then I'll map it to the choose if it's okay for, this is actually a good time for me to get to practice this. I love the first it. time I'm sharing this um, publicly in any way. Um, so maybe I'll tell you the story and then I'll map it. Okay. To the Perfect. So um, I had been feeling, as I mentioned for a long time, like in the motherhood that I had lost myself at the same time. Mm-hmm. I also was having these like little seeds of inspiration. Of, yes. I, I was a life and leadership coach at the time and um, want, was working in the youth development field, but really wanted to bring those skills to other mothers so was talking about doing that for many years. Finally, one time I did a little Mother's Quest workshop with like five of my closest friends in my house. <laughs> and, I, and I did publicize and promote that. And then the, afterwards, I didn't really know what to do next. I got right. really stuck again. Um, and uh, so this was now um, um, one morning I had dropped my older son off at school. I was with my little guy who was, I think maybe four at the time. And we walked through the house and I looked at my phone and Facebook has been like kind of this Oracle for me over the years. I don't know if anybody else has this experience, but I looked down and Facebook basically said to me through, through the memories, it's been one year since you had your mother's quest workshop. And I looked oh. at that and I had this horrible sinking feeling of like, how is it possible that an entire year passed and this thing that I know in my bones that I need to create, that I want to create, I have not done one single thing to move this forward. And I really felt trapped, like trapped mm-hmm. inside myself, trapped mm-hmm. by myself, by my own inaction, um, by my own sense of perfectionism or what were all the things mm-hmm. that oh, were stopping me right. from moving forward. And so I think that maybe I would have just had that you know, continued to feel the stuck feeling and move on. Except that when we walked through the house, we heard this immediate crashing noise. It turned out that there was a bird somehow that flew into our little doorway when I didn't notice. And it was crashing against the glass of our um, back room. We have a a garden with all glass doors. Yeah. um, And it was just crashing, trying to get out. And um, my little guy and I actually, we first ran upstairs. Freak. It was kind of just dis- jarring. Yes. A little freaked dis- out. Right. Um, of and then, you were. You know, I took a couple of breaths. And I'm like, okay, I can figure this out. And I got the idea that, oh, I just need to open the sliding glass door. The bird will probably fly out. So I go downstairs and I open the door and the bird like makes a beeline, flies straight out of there. And I stand at the doorway and I'm looking at the bird and it's sort of hopping around a little bit, but it doesn't leave. And I remembered thinking like, oh, I wonder if, I wonder why it's not leaving. Maybe it injured a wing, maybe something else happened. Um, And I did notice that it seemed like a metaphor for me. Like, oh, ha, isn't that interesting? I was feeling trapped. Like maybe I keep crashing against glass of my own making. And then there's this bird literally crashing into the glass. And again, I think I would have probably gone on with the rest of my life and nothing would have happened differently, except that then a second bird had also been in the house. 
started crashing against the glass. And this time I knew immediately what to do. I'm like, oh, I just opened the door and it's going to go out. And the second bird, for whatever reason, didn't immediately rush out. It kind of hopped slowly out, so slowly wow. that I was able to go get my camera and take a picture of it, oh, which I'm yeah. so grateful I have now because every I now know. and then I'm like, did this really happen? <laughs> <laughs> I have my four-year-old as a witness. He still remembers the day well. Of course he does, yes. Um, and this time I stood at the door and I thought to myself, like, okay, universe, uh, <sighs> this feels like a sign. <laughs> I need to do something with this. I still didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I often make meaning of things by reflecting and writing. So I remember um, this must have been in the days when I didn't immediately put an iPad in front of Jake because that's not what they did. I remembered I got like a big thing of glue and paper and I was like, oh. you just go to town. Like whatever the stuff <laughs> is that I'd normally be like, oh, you, you know, you can't, don't use too much or whatever. I was just right. like, you do whatever you want. And he sat there at the table doing his thing. And I started to write a post, oh. which I ended up posting on Facebook that day. And as I wrote the post, I was able to make some connections that, yes, this did feel like a metaphor for me, mm -hmm. um, that I have been feeling like maybe somebody needs to open a door for me, but that my realization was that if I don't open the door and take the first few steps myself, nobody can do that for me. And since then, there have been other connotations as well. Like yes. some people have said, like, I'm the first bird, and then I allow other birds to follow. Yes, absolutely. Lots of different ways. I did also end up looking up what kind of bird it was because I had the photo. You Yes. Um, what? And it turned out it was a mourning dove. <gasps> and mourning doves symbolize motherhood. And they also Truly? mate for life. So the reason why that other bird wasn't leaving, it was not going to go anywhere until, <laughs> until the second bird came out. That's so beautiful. That story um, became obviously a huge part. And if you, if you look at my logo for Mother's Quest, yes. you can see that there's a spark and then the spark turns into two birds um, just very subtly, but I know it's there. Uh, we all, now we all <laughs> now you'll know the remember story it and know it. Yes. Why that's there. And, um, you know, I think that the sharing of, you know, in that writing, I just basically said, like, here's what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to mm -hmm. wait anymore, and I'm going to make this happen. And I really have been all in on that vision Absolutely. and that way of life since, with a few bumps in the road, but I always can come back to it fairly soon. Um, and then I think, big picture for me, the next step other than sharing it, mm -hmm. you know, I did start talking with people and getting, reaching out for help. Um, and then I picked the podcast as my first thing I that. that I just wanted to, um, you know, feel like I didn't have to figure this out by myself so I could yes. bring people onto the podcast that I thought could help light the way for me and then lighting the way for me, light the way for other people who yes. are listening to. Well, and I think you said this, um, in one of your podcasts that when we speak our truth, we create space for others to do the same. And you have continued to do that in that first day sharing your experience. And, and then continually for the last four years with the podcast. I don't know, how long is the podcast? The podcast I launched, so this happened spring um, in 2016. And then I launched the podcast in December. So it took me, I don't know, maybe six months or so to get to the point where I could launch. And I launched it as a 45th birthday present to myself. So <gasps> I never forget the day because it's my birthday. 
uh, podcast. And then really Mother's Quest in a formal way was launched on December 1st, 2016. So Julie. in December, we celebrated three years. That is, I so can you talk us through the CHOOSE acronym? Yes. So when I then reflected back on that yes. experience that day and then other transformative experiences I've had in my life, it seemed to map to choosing, choosing in, choosing into mm. a perspective, choosing into myself, choosing into my life in a, in a profound way. Um, and then again, I felt like if I broke it down as an acronym mnemonic, each of these um, guideposts of the process mm. could really be helpful. So the first one choose is to claim the moment. Um, and it doesn't always need to be one moment. It might be a series of moments right. kind of strung together, but it's to, to claim this a, a particular time yes. or a milestone or a sign in your life. So for me that day, it was claiming what had happened with the birds. Um, but, you know, for others right now, it might oh. be this sheltering in place, this experience Absolutely. of sheltering in place. So notice what's around you and claim it. So that's the first step. <laughs> Um, the second one, the H, is hold space for reflection. So again, even if I had noticed, like, huh, this seems like a fitting metaphor, but then I had not held space for reflection, I wouldn't have been able to make any meaning of it. So mm -hmm. just hold space, whether that's sitting down to journal or picking up a phone and talking to somebody, or it might be, it might look like a, a longer commitment about how you want right. to hold space, but. Um, whatever it is, not just rushing back to the rest of your life, but allowing yourself some time and some methods to reflect. That's Absolutely. the second one. Um, both of the O's are about owning your perspective. So the first O is actually owning the perspective that is not serving you. Sometimes, oftentimes, before we can figure out what is going to be more liberatory for us, we have to actually see what's holding us back. What is the Amen. thought pattern? that yes. is keeping us in place. So for me that day, the perspective that wasn't serving me was this idea that somehow my forward motion was gonna come from outside of myself, that someone was gonna like open the door for me and figure it out. And right. I had to shift um, to the second O, a more empowering perspective, which is I had to say yes to myself. I had to Absolutely. claim my epic life and um, really commit to it myself mm -hmm. first, which didn't mean I had to be alone or that I couldn't seek help, but it started with me. Yeah. And then the S stands for um, stake in the ground. Um, so that is the, first of all, the crafting of yeah. whatever it is, you know, if it's writing that perspective or sometimes using some other method for communicating and expressing what, mm -hmm. is, what is this new perspective or this new way of living um, or your manifesto for how you want to live your life, which I know we'll get to a little bit more. Um, and then I think communicating it publicly in some way, whether that is like just telling your partner or writing a Facebook post or, um, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, whatever method feels right. right for you that you don't only hold it to yourself. There's something that feels, um, there's like a little bit of accountability that you Absolutely. build in when you really yes. stake your claim. Um, and then the last letter E is, stands for explore, one next step. So you don't have to have all of your plans plotted out for you. You don't have to know exactly how things are gonna go. You can, and, and you actually can't even really make a mistake, I don't think. It's like, just pick right. one thing. 
just yes. one thing that's going to move you closer to that vision that you have for how mm -hmm. you want to live your life. So um, I'm excited to play around with this new acronym because I think it may really help people to move through a process to get them to where they it, want to be. Well, and we've worked through my most recent choose experience. Like, yes, and it, I asked it you, mapped. you were my first test case. I was like, does this, <laughs> does this map to an experience that you've had? Does it actually And fit? it does. And it did. It, it truly does. It's, it's incredible. I think just having an understanding of how to see our experiences, because so often we move through life without having the time or the space to reflect. And so you are giving us the tools to help us do that in intentional and meaningful ways. And I think I'm so excited for other people to do this. Yay! So Should yay. we talk a little bit about yes, the opportunity Julie. that's coming up? Please do, Julie. All right. So one of the amazing um, people that I got a chance to interview is Graham Seabrook, oh. who is an incredible writer and coach for moms. We had a conversation on the podcast about two years ago, mm -hmm. just before Mother's Day, and it's titled Reclaiming Ourselves in Motherhood. And um, in the course of that conversation, we arrived at the end. You probably know all of my guests have an opportunity to give me a challenge uh, that I can say yes to and listeners can say yes to also. Mm -hmm. Graham and I actually decided to co-create a challenge. I love and that. And we did it in time for Mother's Day. And so the idea was we came up with this hashtag, One Minute Mom Manifesto. And um, we wanted to invite mothers to really claim how they want to live their lives, especially during these years when they're raising their children. And Graham had written something at the time called a Mother's Bill of Rights. Oh, I had yeah. clarified my epic life framework. We both felt like those were manifestos for us in many ways. Yes. And so we were like, what would that be like if more moms could claim it? And I had this vision in my mind at the time of like, someday there'll be a million one minute mom manifestos that will have yes. been shared. And how might the world be different <gasps> if a million mothers really claimed how they want to live their life and realize that it doesn't only need to be about their kids, but it's also about how do they want to show up for themselves. Absolutely. Yes. So um, then last year was the second annual and I moved it to a challenge in the group where I invited different mothers to come and share their manifestos um, with us. And this year, especially now, because I feel like I, I had this happen for myself where the entire first month of sheltering in place, I felt like I lost myself all over again. Oh my heavens. Yes. Very easy to. Um, and so, and also around Mother's Day so, so often can end up not feeling like a time for us, even though it's meant to be. Um, right. I'm inviting, I'm going to do a seven day challenge this time and Graham's going to come and kick it off for us with a live um, video on Mother's Day. Um, and this time it's going to map to that choose process. So each day right. I'll come in with a live video prompt sharing what that guidepost is and then mm -hmm. um, a different mother will come and share their journey and um, some kind of practice or tool they have that will help us with whatever the guidepost is for the day. And then the other thing that's new this year is on Sunday, the 17th, we're going to come together and, um, you know, reflect on what the process was yeah. like for us and have a chance to celebrate and to sh for anybody who wants to, to share what their manifestos are and really hold space to be with one another um, as we, as we're staking our claim. 
So I'm really excited about what's going to happen. And I would love for your community uh, to come. And I've already invited you to come and be a part of closing us out that week and pulling all the pieces together. So Julie, I'm just honored. I'm thrilled. And now how do people find, um, find you and find that information about where they can, they can join and do all the, you know, be a part of this one minute mom manifesto. So um, the best thing to do, uh, even if you are not a Facebook lover, I would really encourage you just to come and sign up for the Mother's Quest Facebook group. And you don't even have to check your timeline. You can literally just check into the group each day and see what's there for you. Uh, But that's where a lot of the connection is going to be happening. So in order to join the group, you just go to mothersquest.com slash community and um, you answer a few questions and then we'll um, let you into the private group. And um, it is private so that there can be, you know, a sense that not everybody's going to see what you post there, only those that I have vetted and let into the group. Um, So that's one way. The other thing is I will um, probably do um, emails each day. So you won't get it, you know, as in as timely as a way, but you'll, you'll get the follow-up as it happens. So you could go to mothersquest.com and sign up for the email list. It's probably good to do as well anyway. Um, But even if you didn't want to go to the Facebook group, you could still follow along with the challenge through the daily emails. So that's another possibility. And then I'd love for people to go and listen to my episode with Graham on the podcast, which really started it all. Right. And I will link to that. And I will also link to all all the opportunities to get in contact (laughs) with you. And you also have something that I think is so um, just such a great way to clarify and redirect and uh, like revision or reclaim who, who we are and what we want to do. And it's your spark, your epic life workshop. Oh, yes. So that is definitely another thing that people could do right away. And if I think this conversation is reaching people before the challenge starts on the 11th. So if you're feeling like there's something you want to do before then, I think this Spark Your Epic Life workshop would be a great process. And um, basically, that is, um, it came from another transformative experience I had on my 40th birthday, um, when I was um, in the throes of trying to get pregnant. Um, and I decided to hire a coach to lead me and five of my, maybe not five, but a few of my friends who are also turning 40 on a hike to celebrate my birthday. Um, and so what this coach did was, um, we were, you know, in this beautiful ascent looking Mm -hmm. over the ocean and on the way up, um, we were invited to reflect on, um, what chapter was closing for us and to really think about what were the lessons we've learned. Um, what were the experiences that we've had that mattered? Um, and then at the top of the ascent, we really stopped and looked out at the water and all of the expansiveness there and thought about if we're crossing a threshold into a new chapter, yes. what do we want to leave behind from what we reflected upon? And what do we want to make sure we carry with us? Um, and then the walk down was all around um, visioning for the future. Um, but that day I was able to let go of, I followed that same choose process, um, and really came to, mm-hmm. I had been holding a perspective about getting pregnant yes. that somehow our family was incomplete, that we had this like gaping hole. I always envisioned us like almost in a circle with the three of us, my husband and my son, my older son, and this like empty spot. 
and um, that we weren't going to be okay until we were complete right. somehow. But I had no control over whether that was going to happen. And I realized that was not helping. So that day I chose to start to vision us as whole and complete. And that if and when another child was going to join our family, we mm -hmm. could open our arms and welcome that child in to join us. But that, you know, we didn't have to be in this waiting mode. Um, so I have tr since done that experience with many clients oh. live on a real hike, which is always amazing. Uh, but And then I started doing it as a coaching session, but yeah. without the elements of nature, which we're really missing. So finally, I've now kind of bridged the two where I've taken images from the real hike that I've done. And, um, you know, I'll bring those up as we're going through the parts of it. And I invite people to kind of close their eyes and imagine that they are also on a hike. So anybody that wants to kind of do a little pre-work through this reflection can come along on the one I did in uh, February this year. Yes. It was Spark Your Epic Year um, and, and have that experience before they come into the challenge. I think it is such a wonderful experience. And I hope post-corona, I, I think you need <laughs> to start organ <laughs> if, that, if it ever goes. But I, I need to come to the San Francisco area to oh, do an actual hike with you. One. I think that's that what, would be amazing. that would be amazing. Oh my goodness, Julie. I just, I am so um, in awe of you. I always like to close. Do you have a favorite quote that you want to share with us Ooh. or anything? Oh, oh, there's so many good ones. I know. I'm going to share something that um, a mentor of mine shared this morning. I was leading a reflection circle um, for a group of people that all were connected to the person who trained me in doing reflection circles. His name is Ed Convoy. And um, he passed away right at the beginning of the oh. sheltering in place from a stroke. So it's like I came into this sheltering in place yes. with a sense of grief. Um, and the way that we responded, all of us that love him and who have been in reflection circles with him was to decide to start reflecting together again. So oh. the first Monday of every month now, we come together in circle on Zoom. <laughs> and we, that's what I did earlier today. So it was really oh, amazing. And um, one, of, one of the members and my mentor, Leslie Nadine, was talking about how um, – she's trying to stay in motion in whatever way mm. she can within mm. the confines of where she is. I think she's yeah. been like sanding things and like creating things in her home. And, yeah. uh, but what she said was she wanted to figure, she wants to figure out how can you stay in motion, but not become out of breath? Because we were talking a lot about the importance of breath, and I think particularly right now, the importance of presence and actually allowing yourself to be in some set of some kind of pause, yes, and really a, a, a kind of contemplative awareness raising space. But what I realized is like a month there was a month where I was just not moving at all, yes. Um, so I appreciated this idea of like, I can start to be in motion. I can start to reconnect to who I am and to my purpose. I can organize something like the manifesto challenge, but how not to let go of the being grounded and the connecting to my breath and connecting to whatever kind of reflection and meaning I'm supposed to get from what this experience is right now. So that's what came to mind when I asked that. Julie, that's beautiful. And it is so, I think that is a just a beautiful way um, 
to recognize what is happening in the world right now. But, but this, this, we will always have those moments mm. of disorientation and just change always our life is change. Yes. And so how do we keep moving forward and breathe and, and, and breathe into the space that is fearful and the space that is, is ready for it all. And so I'm just so, that's beautiful. Julie, okay, so I'm, I'm looking at the time. We could talk. <laughs> I know I probably have shared more First, than is your No, this is exactly, podcast. nope, this is exactly, I'm so grateful. And we, I, I know that you have so much more um, beauty and insight. And so I truly hope that people will carve out time. I know that we make time, we can create time. And so I know that people, it will be worth it. It will be what people need right now um, to join you and to join us all on this uh, manifesto challenge because we are not alone and there is such power and beauty in community. And Julie, yes. I'm just so grateful for you and your heart and for sharing your insight and goodness with us today. Mm, thank you. Thank, thank you, you sweet for the friend. opportunity. I really appreciated this conversation oh, and I I'm, hope we'll see more of, of your friends and your community in the challenge with us. I cannot wait. Thank you, Julie. Hey, it's Jessica. I just wanted to quickly, um, before we go, I wanted to invite you um, to start coaching with me. I know that there is so much going on in this world and all we want to do is take control of our lives to feel more joy and more peace. And really what we know is that someone outside of the stories you're telling yourself, someone outside of the narrative and the thoughts in your brain, someone can help you walk through this time. I want to be that person. I would be so honored to help you. We get to create the habits to help us feel good and rewire your brain. And really, you don't have to live in chaos anymore. You don't have to feel overwhelmed. You have the key to your own joy. And I want to help you with the tools to unlock that joy. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm offering individual coaching practices right now with payment plans. You can try this out for one month. So book a dis free discovery session on my website, jessicastong.com. You can um, really just look into what I do. There is no obligation in these free discovery sessions. It's one hour of coaching consult to discuss what we can do together. We can do this. There is never going to be a better time than now. So do this and watch your life change. I'm so excited for you. Um, again, I can't wait to work with you. And um, if you have any questions, you also can email me at stong.jessica at gmail.com. Thanks so much. See you next week.